0: Welcome to Life Activated. I'm Mari Roberts, corporate gal gone rad energy healer and psychic guide. The intention of this podcast is to be a supportive space that empowers you to live your passions now, encouraging you to be uniquely you and to trust your intuition. On this podcast, you're going to hear from guests who are just like you. The difference is they figured out how to bring their passions into their life. To find out more, please visit me at Mari Roberts Life. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today back at the Life Activated podcast. I am so excited. We have a very special guest with us. Deb is here, Deb Karen. And I always just like to let our guest introduce themselves because I feel highly always about the guest. <laughs> But I think it's great for the guests to introduce themselves and share their magic right away. So, Deb, I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Hello, ok. Probably one of my uh, least cultivated skill sets is talking about myself. <laughs> I enjoy putting others in the spotlight. However, so yeah, my name is Deb Karen, and I have many hats that I wear, but for the purpose of this podcast, I will say I am an energy healer, a Reiki master, yoga teacher. I lead group workshops, sound healing. I do a lot in the healing space as my main passion and purpose. And I will say, as it lends itself to this podcast, I'm sure we're going to get into it. I also have a full-time job, so this is a working toward that being something I can call my main career, but it is certainly where my heart and soul lies.
0: Those are all the things that I do. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And since I didn't tell you to do this, I should also say for those who are interested, because we will have people who will be interested, if you can tell us your astrological sign. You got your human design info. And then yeah. do you know it, your Enneagram?
1: I do. I, I don't use that one enough that I can remember exactly That's what okay. it is. I That's know okay. I have it actually listed on my website, but it's not one that I do <laughs> often enough that I even The know. ones that
0: uh, you like and remember. How about that?
1: The ones I like and remember. So I do. I'm a Libra moon. No, Libra, Libra sun. <laughs> <laughs> Libra sun, Sagittarius moon. Interesting that I led with that because I actually feel much more connected to my moon sign these days. I think as oh. I get older. I identify a bit more with my moon sign than my sun sign, although I certainly have a lot of Libra. And then I am Scorpio rising.
0: Ooh, and it's Scorpio yeah. season.
1: It is, yes, yes. As I dive into astrology more and more, it's so fascinating to see how that has a lot of evidence of truth in my life, so... Yes. Yeah, My human design, I am a 6'2 generator, which I think you and I are the same.
0: Yes, we are. Um,
1: yeah. But I am a non-emotional sacral authority. So I think we differ there, do we not?
0: We definitely differ there. So you're non-emotional.
1: So they say. if As it relates to human design, I think there is. I certainly can make quick decisions when I feel yeah. them very wholly in my body as a yes or a no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I... I guess maybe I don't fully understand that tag of non-emotional because I am certainly an emotional human being,
0: Yeah, but yeah. I can
1: make decisions outside of my emotions. I guess that's more where that lies Yeah, the design, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think what that would mean is, so for me as an emotional generator, I have to ride the wave of emotion mm-hmm. before I can make a decision. And I technically should be making that decision from a neutral place. And yes, I do get the uh and uh and like for a smaller decision using that, but for a bigger decision, I should, and you know, I tread lightly on should, but yeah. ideally, you know, if I'm living the human design, giving myself the time to process where yeah. I believe you can truly just yes. get like, uh-huh, uh-huh, Yep. That's yeah maybe nope. it's the Libra know. in me
1: that then mm-hmm. does have to weigh every freaking angle before he can actually <laughs> land on something so.
0: isn't that funny right so then you take yeah. all these different what do we call them what are they
1: modalities, modalities? I, don't I don't know, know. yeah what do we call them, tools right? let's call them
0: tools we'll call them let's tools. use some corporate
1: speak <laughs> yeah yeah
0: corporate speak tools use all these different tools yeah definitely because there are a lot of corporate people who listens to this? Like use a lot of different <laughs> tools and ways to uh, know ourselves, right? To then say, you know, what feels right. And maybe it's actually just taking a little bit of each of these things to better understand ourselves. I enjoy the corporate tool of the disc. You like the disc? I do interesting. Sometimes I do. Really? I don't <laughs> like the disc. So I'm DISC certified to actually be a DISC facilitator for my corporate job. So for Maybe anyone that's listening... Why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who's listening, who, again, if you're a corporate world, DISC is a, again, another assessment tool. It is not like just about your behavior. It's not meant to be like a Myers-Briggs type of assessment. It's not meant to be strength finder, but it is is a way of again knowing and understanding the people that you work with. And when you get certified in it, I just personally found it sorry, disc, but I found it to be a very sort of the best way I'm going to say this is kind of a lame training. (laughs) It's a little
1: basic. Yeah. It was a
0: basic kind of lame training that I didn't think actually really prepares you to be a really great facilitator of the tool. And while I do think it helps you know people, I think there are other tools that are better. And so for for sure. Yeah. So for DISC, they keep it pretty simple. It is dominance. Yeah. Dominance,
1: steadiness and compliance. Right.
0: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And so like, I'm steady. I'm like solid, steady. Yeah. Obviously. Mine is, I
1: am like, a hundred on the uh, in the core map that I use, it's yellow. So the influence mm-hmm. that's like your people, like relationship. I'm like way high, and I'm way high on the S. So like, I'm equal parts extrovert and introvert.
0: Interesting.
1: And all people
0: relate. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I have like yeah.
1: no compliance, none.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you are in the like. The C, the compliance, you would be a person who needs a lot of details. You would ask a lot of questions. You want to understand more and the helping me understand why you are asking me to do something. If you are a D person, don't give me, like, you would hate to work with me because I want to give you the context and help you understand. Just get direct to the point. Tell me what the hell you want. Like, that is a a D person. So and people are typically a mix of a lot of things. Like I do have S, but I also, you know, have a. I think I f- flow into a little bit of the C, a little bit. I forget what it is. Anyway, yeah, I like Strength Finders personally yeah. because I like the concept of. Looking at people's strengths and yeah. leveraging people's I've done strength.
1: that one and I can't even remember what that resulted. I don't remember my results. I didn't work <sighs> with it enough to commit it to memory.
0: Yeah, I like strengths finders and I actually like Enneagram. Yeah. We, we did Enneagram at my current job for a while. That was the, one of the tools. It's sort of the same thing. And I'm a nine. So I like that as well. I think, I'm, that's I think nice.
1: I'm either a nine or a seven. I feel like I get mm. different results on that one a lot. So why would I get different results? So it depends on your mood or like what phase um, of life you're
0: in. I would say you would want to do a proper like a proper assessment. If you do it online, you're gonna get different things. If you like uh, actually go through a practitioner with an actual like test, you'll get the proper uh, results because yeah, I've only ever done it online. Yeah, 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 you want to do a proper test. So anyway, we are going deep. <laughs> 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 kind of funny. Um, but it's actually really interesting, right? So there's a lot of different ways to know ourselves. and if you are not super woo, woo Right, or into the mystical, there are still ways to know ourselves. And I think what's nice about you know, using like Deb and I as an example, we balance between the mystical and the practical world, and we can see how our gifts can be leveraged in both spaces. And so you just hearing us talk about this can show you how you can actually bring your gifts into a corporate setting, for example. So I think that's kind of like a great way to kind of just show right away how you can start to bring your passions into your world, just kind of off the bat. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that you say that though, because I am in the process of, well, have been for a long time trying to transition out of a current job. But part of my big struggle with that is I don't feel like I can allow this side of me to come through and every time mm-hmm. I've tried I get a little bit like I, I'm like that didn't go so well let's dial that back down
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. interesting well let's talk about that because funny enough I pulled a card I wasn't planning on doing this but every time I meditate before you know I do the interview and I kind of I got the guide again to pull a oracle card and so I pulled a card before a session and I used the Asia DeShore deck again. I know you love her deck. You know, oh, is that
1: the guided by spirit one? Is that yeah, the one thank you. you. See,
0: yeah. yeah, guided by spirit. Yeah. And so the card is shadow and light. Oh, you know, I can't make up this shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Is. Okay, so let's, let me tune in and see like what's coming up. And maybe it's also related a little bit to that, right? Let's see. Mm -hmm. And then I I will say that this would be connected to probably us, right? But also whoever's listening to this, I'd say Mm -hmm. if you're hearing this, how does this connect to you and relate to what you're going through right now? So I just heard it's like when we are, it's like a fire, right? And when there are these sparks and they start to shine, right? The fear is to quickly try to put them out, quickly try to like dampen them out. That's like this shadowy part, that retracting part. And so how can you allow it to burn? (laughs) How can you allow it to burn even when it feels uncomfortable? When you allow it to show versus retracting, right? So it felt uncomfortable, right? You retracted because maybe they didn't respond a certain way. So you said, versus standing in your power and comfort with it until they either feel more comfortable or you open it up for them to ask more questions or for someone to come to you or on the side to say wow that was really interesting I'm a little curious what tell me more oh that's interesting I'm inspired by this because more people are interested actually in the fire fire is actually attractive (laughs) it's interesting it's funny it's warm it's literally warm it warms us this is super interesting.
1: You didn't know this was going to be a like a therapy session, did you?
0: <laughs> so funny. Right? But yeah, so how do you allow yourself to slowly show more of yourself? And when someone reacts in a way that maybe you feel uncomfortable because it's not the way you expected them to react, how can you just say, oh, okay, I'm going to still stand in my power with this and continue to move on?
1: Yeah, that is very, very interesting because if I think about that in the context of every other aspect of my life, no problem. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not the kind of person also that will force any idea down anyone's throat. Like If they're ready to hear it, they're ready to hear it. If they're not, they're not. I'm not interested in making converts. But my reaction in this current situation, in my current job, which has been unsatisfying to me for quite some time, and there's no opportunity for advancement in there anywhere. And I think this is evidenced also in my personal life sometimes is my reaction is a little bit of like a shutting down or piecing out. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I will avoid, I'm an avoidant for sure. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But I, I, am, I am making my steps to leave that, that particular position because it's just no longer in alignment for many, many reasons. Yeah. So I have some opportunities in front of me that could be awesome, but haven't fully panned out yet. And if those don't pan out, then, you know, I have to just trust that the right one is coming, but the current situation is not, it's just not for me anymore. It's interesting because I wonder if sometimes I'm looking for that proof too, where when I do speak about any of these things that I do outside of there and someone reacts with a teasing me or making fun of me or blowing it off, it's easy for me to, see it in a way where I just might, you know, okay, I'll just put that out and not bother.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Maybe it is my expectation too. I've already decided they don't appreciate this,
0: so they're not going to. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. also, is it okay if people don't appreciate it? It may not be. Totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm generally okay with that. I don't know why I'm extra sensitive to it in that situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, our gifts aren't for everyone. No, this is true. This is true.
1: And and I do think that's probably also why the universe is vibrating me right out of that situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because it's not for me and I'm not for them.
0: <laughs> and this is so great because this is really already like kind of bringing us into the questions I had for you. Yeah. <laughs> for today. I love this. Perfect. I love this which is one is what's held you back
1: certainly for a long time my own confidence right mm-hmm. and you know you and I have known each other for a while now and and I think I needed to see so having people in my life show up in my life that are carving this path ahead of me has been instrumental in me believing that I also can do these things right so watching others like yourself do this stuff and trusting that I do have gifts and they are real and they can help people. And as I started to step into that, so I don't even know how long ago you and I initially connected, but I think a lot of what held me back was a little bit for certain fear of that being made fun of for lack of a better way to say it, Mm -hmm. or, you know, being a different version of yourself is uncomfortable because there's people that aren't going to understand it. or are going to think, you know, you'll get those comments, you've changed, you'll lose friends, like all of that stuff. At this point, I'm pretty resilient. I've gotten used to that. And I'm okay with some of the loss that has occurred. Cause I know that that's naturally part of your own evolution, but that certainly held me back for a while being okay with that was one. And then just understanding that it's okay. Like it's real. And it's okay if it doesn't fit the norm or it doesn't fit how you were raised. It doesn't fit with your culture or your religion or whatever these things that you got kind of programmed with on the way up, <laughs> having to unravel those. Yeah. So, and I would say another piece that maybe still currently holds me back a little bit is trusting that the resources will be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fair. That is very fair. And it holds a lot of people back and, Mm -hmm. you know, something that we hear a lot about in this world, especially, you know, I think this is something that Amanda and I spoke about in the last episode was that Amanda Chase and I spoke about this in the last episode was, you know, we hear so much on this coaching industry, especially like business coaching, like make your next 10K, make your next Mm -hmm. 150,000, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it doesn't have to happen in that way and it may not happen in that way and you may have to do things differently it may be slower than Mm. happening in like the next week (laughs) you know right and Uh,
1: I had to realize too I had a lot of I would call them just inaccurate beliefs at this point around it's okay to charge for these types of services right and having to understand that I might have had this weird underlying belief that people that need what I'm offering don't have money to spend on it, right? Like all this garbage you have to get out of your brain <laughs> and, and rewire, I guess, or just, you know, check in with that stuff. And it's changing a belief does not happen overnight.
0: No. That
1: I've realized. So no. awareness is huge. Every time I recognize when I'm operating from some old belief that I'm working on letting go of, every time I can notice it, I'm better, I'm further, closer, whatever the word is to releasing it, yeah. but yeah, stepping yeah. into that has been, it's been interesting, but also there's been plenty of proof that, you know, I should be compensated fairly for offering services and that people that need these parts, they're certainly willing to invest in themselves.
0: Yeah, right. exactly. And in this whole process, right, you know, cause you said a lot, right? It's one, having belief that the researchers are gonna be there knowing that it could take a little bit of time. Also Mm -hmm. having confidence in yourself to know that you can charge a price that allows you to be fairly compensated to be able to live. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean compensated to be a multimillionaire. It means to be compensated to live. And that there is a difference. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. No, I mean, I, again, in evaluating the relationship with money and abundance, you know, I certainly in the past would have said, like, I'm not interested, like, I don't need a yacht, like, and truly, I'm not trying to build some golden tower, but I do want to live quite comfortably and having the recognition that the more that I can create for myself, the more I can give back, right? Mm -hmm. So trying to do it from a very heart-centered, good place, I think that does actually help me be open to it's okay to charge a fair rate. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm not charging a thousand dollars a session. It's not ridiculous. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Yeah. It's
1: fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're not in the, again, the camp of you're going to make 10K in a week because you're, right. you know, in that interesting space that is right now creating bad names and distrust in the world right now for yeah. the good work that's happening. Yes. So if you could tell me as you sort of reflect on where you are right now. And you know, the theme this month is sort of in that reflection phase. And Mm -hmm. you know, having worked with me, I'd like to take you through that reflect align design process (laughs) in that reflection phase. What has allowed you to take steps?
1: It's such a combination of things. And I almost think it's almost I'm gonna give the same answer, but believing in myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: just believing. And I guess even more than that, as i I'm in real time reflecting. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as I think this through, every little baby step I took toward embracing that I knew this as a truth for me opened another door even if it was just a crack. And, you know, I started to connect with different people. I'm now Reiki three, Reiki master. And Mm -hmm. that, I wasn't seeking out to become attuned in Reiki. An opportunity came to me. And I just, I, I think I started becoming a lot more able to recognize, like, if someone is saying, I would love for you to come and join this class, because I think this is something you need, you are uniquely gifted to do. And just look at that and not be like, Oh, me? Oh, no, I'm not going to accept that you just want to bring me into your class. You know, I would make all these excuses. And instead, I said, heck, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> let's do this. And uh-huh. from like, as soon as I did that, I was like, Yep, that is a path I need to be on. And then I was able to pursue that more actively on my own right or Mm -hmm. actively as myself still with the same teacher as my guide there but it's some of that stuff where the more that I could embrace that this is a calling this is not something that I even really wanted to choose I had so many different ways it was coming at me with these messages of like you're meant to be a teacher you're meant to like step into this space and I definitely know I resisted it for a little bit but the more that I said okay, then show me how all of a sudden somebody's like, come do this course with me or come teach at this studio or like things came to me. I didn't even have to try. And I was like, oh, I I think that's, that's kind of how it's supposed to work (laughs) to start following those. I've still hit some that feel like, you know, I'm knocking on a door that's not opening. And so recognizing when maybe it's time to go try a different one, you know, there's a lot of tuning in.
0: Yeah, that's listening to the GPS, the breadcrumbs of your intuition. Yeah. I want to take a step back where you said believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about before you were believing in yourself, what got you to take a step? Frustration.
1: Historically in my life, there's been a lot of times where I almost have to get a little drop kick to recognize when I'm going in the completely wrong direction. And we all have patterns that we repeat, right? Whether they're with our career, with our health, with our, I mean, like whatever, I could list everything, it doesn't matter. But maturity and recognizing when you keep putting yourself in the same damn situation that doesn't seem to be making you happy and finally looking at, what's the common denominator? Hmm, Guess it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should try something new here. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it was like just a moment of being like, I don't want to keep repeating these cycles of dissatisfaction. And I'm frustrated with myself because recognizing that I really have a huge platform of personal responsibility and just owning that whatever experience I am having in my life is because I created it Mm -hmm. and I have no tolerance for victimhood, especially from myself. So it really was hitting a point of, okay, if I want a different experience in life, I've got to start believing that I can
0: create that. Yeah. I have experienced lately this feeling of being over myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being over myself in certain aspects of my business and mm-hmm. being done with that version of behavior. And You're your own
1: bullshit, right?
0: Yeah. It's even being on the journey and on the path there are still things that come up in my life in terms of, you know, growing this business and wanting to grow to the point where I cannot have a corporate job anymore that I'm over myself. <laughs> I am so over myself and done with, you know, fear behavior. Right. So I want to call that out because it is always a journey and yeah there's always something to I don't say I mean I guess it is overcome but there is always move through I guess yeah move through yeah there's always something to move through totally
1: yeah and I think that's that's an important point because I think I also had to accept that there's no point where it's finished right Mm -hmm. because this is another piece of you know, I guess everything also that I teach my work with people, but the idea of I will be happy when mm-hmm. that's faulty. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> Recognizing that there's no when there is no when in that sentence, no. right? Like you, no. you'll be happy now, or you'll be happy never.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, my motto is <laughs> living your passions now, like yeah, about today. If you are doing that, you are living your purpose. Mm -hmm. Searching for purpose in the future is for what? Whatever you are doing right now is your purpose, right? Yes. I'm popping in to the middle of this episode to tell you about an exciting giveaway that I'm doing. I am giving away a 60-minute psychic reading. I call them psychic life consulting sessions because it's really just that. These sessions are exclusive to my one-on-one clients. They are highly sought after (laughs) and loved by my clients. They have been known and proven to lead clients to finding their partners in life, as well as providing clear direction and guidance. I am also giving away 60-minute energy healing sessions. These are sessions that I absolutely love. They are provide deep profound healing on an energetic level on a physical level whatever you are going through these healings will release blocks and provide you with clarity you will receive answers and insights that you have been looking for with this energy healing as well so how do you enter super duper simple whatever app you are listening to this podcast on All you have to do is go on to it and leave a rating and a review for this podcast. Five stars are always great. (laughs) And then I just need you to take a screenshot of your review, post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Mari Roberts life. And everyone who tags me in their review will be entered to win. The drawing for the winner will be picked on November 11th, 2022. So what are you waiting for? Go leave your review, rate it, and send me a screenshot after you post it on Instagram, and you will be entered to win one of these awesome prizes. Right? Yes.
1: I always love to kind of give the permission if somebody is in this space right now thinking, but I'll be happy when I get there. That's just the starting point. Like recognizing that that's something you're striving toward is fine. Yeah. And it's not easy. Trust me. I can say that till I'm blue in the face and I'm right now in a huge, like kind of uncomfortable point of uncertainty and not quite sure what's next. And I've had some moments of panic of like, I just want an answer. I want to know, and I'll be happy when I know. And then having to be like, hello, like, what would you tell somebody else? Because
0: we're (laughs) human. (laughs) That is the human experience. If we don't have that, then we would not be human. Right. (laughs) It is the journey. It's the unfolding of life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it's fun. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes (laughs) it's both the exact same time. You're like, this sucks. You're all mad. You're pouting. And then you kind of get that external view of yourself. And you're like, huh. That's amusing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Look at you being a fool. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly. I'd love to know, how do you bring your passions into your life right now? Like throughout life in general?
1: Oh, you know, so one of my main passions obviously is yoga. And that's a practice that I love. And I love it for myself. I love sharing it with other people. But I think that is one of the things that I can't bring it into every single aspect of my life, I guess. Back to the the job space is where I kind of keep it a bit under wraps and don't bother to try to introduce any of my philosophies there. But for the most part, yoga is probably where a lot of this started for me. I think it's a good entry point for a lot of people into a spiritual space. And one of the reasons that I truly do love it is that Oftentimes people come to that practice seeking physical fitness, and then they don't realize that they're getting so much deeper, right? So there's so many philosophies there that I, and I have a 14 year old daughter. Parenting is like the hardest freaking job that you've ever had. And you can't freaking quit. And trying to show her how to live in this way shows me so many opportunities for growth in myself trying to always bring myself back to that in every point of life, right? Like in every interaction that I have with another human being and in every interaction that I have in my own crazy mind, just trying to remember my foundation. Like, and really like, what is the freaking point here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am I here living and breathing? Right? So mm-hmm. that's such a big esoteric question, but that's One of my things that I try to bring back into everything that I'm doing is why? Yeah. What am I creating here? Right?
0: Yeah. And, you know, you brought up your daughter and I wanted to ask this question and we kind of spoke about it a little bit earlier, is how do you feel about being a role model?
1: That's a loaded question
0: too, because Mm -hmm.
1: I know that my kid respects me and looks up to me she's 14. so there are moments where it doesn't feel that way and there are moments where I'm not proud not proud of how I am I sh- nobody can push your buttons like your child nobody can reveal your weak spots like your own family so that's such a good question because I can give a, a I mean a personal example I'm totally open and I can be wrong <laughs> But this past week she and I both got a little bit sick. And I literally never get sick. Like I never get sick. And when I do, it lasts like a day. And so I had an interesting week with her where I do truly believe the reason I don't get sick is because I don't believe I get sick. (laughs) I trust my immune system. And whatever comes in, if it affects me, I deal with it. And it usually makes its exit pretty quickly. She was whiny and very difficult to deal with. I'm so not the mom that's like going to be like, oh, sweetie, let me get you pillows and bring you soup. And I just, I get like, I'm such a asshole for lack of a better word. I'm like, suck it up, buttercup, move on. Stop believing you're sick. Like I just go (laughs) and it really for her she was feeling very unheard, right? Like she was upset because she was trying to tell me I don't feel good. And every time she whined, I was like, what the fuck is that doing for you? It's not making you any better to whine about it. And so I wasn't offering her the compassion she was craving. How that made me a role model, I'll get to, because I eventually, after, you know, tears and frustration, and on top of that, I chronically take on more than I should. And so when I do have a little bit of illness, Now I'm like, well, I have no choice because I have to teach some yoga classes. I have to go do a sound healing. I've still got a full-time job. I've got to get this list of things done, and no one else is going to do them if I'm not doing them. And now I've got a kid that's asking for extra things, and she normally would have been at her dad's, but was at my house. Like, there was a whole long list of things. She eventually, which I'm very proud of her, and maybe I can say perhaps I have been a role model in this capacity because she... Had a big old meltdown and was able to tell me, I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel like you don't believe me when I say I don't feel good. Like she used these words. She used very eloquent words to say, I am feeling. (laughs) And I had to take a step back and be like, holy crap. Like I'm sorry that I'm making you feel this way. And I'm so proud of you for being able to say that to me. So I wouldn't have said that to my parents. Yeah. Not at that age. No. So that's a two-sided answer because I felt like at one point I'm not being a good role model because I'm just trying to tell her to, she literally said, you just think you can make yourself believe you're not sick. You're like gaslighting yourself. I'm like, (laughs) but it's working. (laughs) I mean, look at me. I'm still going about life. Like I'm not sick because I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, I want to say that she will recognize some of that, hopefully down the road, you know, yeah. that I am giving her some tools to be a healthy communicator, even when, because I do recognize when we have those moments that aren't fantastic in the moment, I will always sit down with her and apologize and mm-hmm. say, you know, and I've never done this parenting thing before. I'm learning as I go. My parents would have never had those conversations with me either, you know? Yeah. You know, and I try to be a role model for her with the fact that movement's an important part of my lifestyle, that I eat well and I don't pressure her with it. I just let her see and witness, and hopefully she'll choose the things, even though they're not the choices she's making right now. Yeah. So I try not to force it on her, but just show her.
0: And that you are doing one the best you can, and that you are being honest and truthful okay. Okay. and you're showing humility when you aren't perfect <laughs> right? right
1: and I do yeah. honor my commitments like mm-hmm. she didn't go to school she'll cancel everything I'm like I will say we're recording this on a Saturday because I had to cancel on you because I really was sick then. you were sick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the one day <laughs> but, but really I just I think that that's another thing too Is I do show her like I'm going to honor the things that I said I was going to do, obviously, without putting other people in jeopardy. I'm not going to show up. You know, I know in this day and age, we have to be respectful of that Mm -hmm. level of not showing up to things sick. But yeah, I hope that I'm a good role model to her. That's all I can hope for. Yeah.
0: Doing the best that you can and being the authentic version of yourself is being a role model. And I would also offer to you that... Showing her that you are also working and that you are having the courage to also follow your passions and pursue your passions, even when it feels scary, is showing her that you are doing things that, you know, not all people are doing, that not all people have the courage to do. That's also being a role model. So there's different ways of role modeling, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think yeah. in the, in human design, isn't the six, the role model or the two, yeah. one of those, the six, two,
0: yeah, the six, it's is role model,
1: model hermit, isn't it? Something like that.
0: The two is the hermit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had a hermit moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so also with that, you know, sort of thinking about this, I do know that this is something that We as women, and I know moms definitely have this feeling of guilt, right? And especially guilt for wanting to follow our passions and do the things we desire to do and feeling guilty about putting ourselves first. And, you know, for me personally, even feeling guilty, wanting to get my coaching certification back in the day or wanting to do some of the things that I want to do, or, you know, recording on Saturday. For my business, you know, and feeling guilty that I'm making, you know, John go take the dog for a walk, for example, you know, how do you manage feelings of guilt and putting yourself first?
1: Oh Boy, let me just add that I was also raised in the Catholic Church, which is a foundation. Same here. Same here. <laughs> <in> here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a deeply ingrained one, and I will say how I manage it. Again, I mean, I'm going to go back to awareness, but I think. You know as you get into energy work and all of this stuff, I mean, guilt and shame are lowest, they're the lowest vibration frequencies we can reside in. And so, knowing that when I recognize that I'm feeling that, it's not easy to just be like, Whoop, not gonna feel that anymore because it doesn't really work that way. But noticing how I can bring it into literally everything, like, I can feel guilty for. Having a full time job, and sometimes wanting to take five minutes to do a freaking Instagram post on my personal account, I can feel guilty for that. And another side note on the lack of alignment in the current job, I literally got reprimanded for that at one point. Like, I'm like, did I just invite this in? (laughs) Because somebody creeped all my Instagram stuff and questioned all this stuff that I was doing. (laughs) Oh my god, like. You don't even know if I could have put that on there last night and just hit, you know, it could have been a draft. I mean, honestly,
0: like that is irrelevant because they're schedulers actually.
1: exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. My ability to allow someone to create the guilt feeling in me Mm -hmm. when it's not even something I really have to feel bad about. Exactly. How do I manage it? I mean, I don't know if I do try to practice the recognition and Mm. then. Literally, what I mean, how I sometimes do release it is another energy healing modality that I'm trained in is the emotion code. So that'll help you with like finding trapped emotions, tapping is one that I really am a fan of, moving my body. Like if I really can recognize I am carrying guilt. And for me, I often feel it in my belly. I don't know if other people feel it in different areas, but I'll mm-hmm. feel it that not in my belly. Yes. Right. And like almost nausea if it's heavy. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so what is this? And what am I really feeling bad about? So I can give it some labels, write it out if I need to, but if it's still there, it's like, I gotta move. I gotta like, I mean, and you can do that. I would say, obviously I have an attachment to yoga. That's one of my practices, but if I'm not even feeling like I want to do anything formal like that, like it might just be put on a song and jump around or Mm -hmm. like if you are in a space where you can, like, vocalize it right mm-hmm. like anything to move it through your body and I have bowls here in my office too I can use my sound bowls or the little gong or I mean I have a variety of ways I would move it but moving energy is one that's powerful for me like literally moving it or practicing yeah. self-reiki I often don't feel it like that helps in that case for me to do it on myself
0: yeah um, I don't uh, know if you do uh, but, no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I don't feel it the same way to do Reiki on myself, or and I don't actually use Reiki as much. I use like the quantum energy and the ancestral yeah. energy more, as you know. I usually fall asleep when I do energy healing on myself. I always yeah. just like so relaxed that I just fall asleep. So I think
1: now uh, I kind of just let myself in bed at night, mm-hmm. like kind of just fall asleep.
0: Exactly. Like, trying
1: to give myself that energy, and then I just give my pers- myself permission to drift off to it because yeah. I can't stay awake healing.
0: Yeah, it never seems to. <laughs> never seem to get through the whole process I have the intention of getting through the whole process but I always drift off even if I'm like doing it in an awake time I always drift off and I think that's okay too I think it's just part of the process but I think that's why Mm -hmm. it's good to have other support and other you know (laughs) healers
1: to help healers (laughs) Yeah, which I would say myself and most of the people I know were like, you know, how they say doctors are the worst patients. We're kind Mm -hmm. of not always good about seeking it out
0: for Mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what you were saying with, you know, putting ourselves first, right? It's a practice I found for myself. It's a practice.
1: Yeah, it's mostly out of a mom thing because I do schedule a lot of things on my weekend because that's when I have time to Mm -hmm. work on this stuff that. It doesn't even feel like work to me anyway. Yeah. But it often means I miss my daughter's volleyball game or something and sometimes I'm like, I mean, there's how many games in a season? Like she don't notice we're not at one of them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know.
0: So. But that's also communication, right? So it's mm-hmm. like how do we communicate what's gonna happen when and then allow ourselves to again. Balance, right? Like, what's the balance of that so that we can do the things that are in support of ourselves and also in support of others? And you and I have had these conversations. You've done groups with me. So, you know, right? Like, we have to give to ourselves first in order to have the capacity and space to give to others. Yeah. And in order to fill our cups, there sometimes requires that little bit of selfishness, self-love to have that space and capacity. You can't to give. pour from the empty pitcher, right? And right. I would say yeah. the
1: other piece of it that, again, I'm not always fantastic at is making sure that I'm very present when I am with another human. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I was going to say I'm fortunate in this case, which I'm going to keep it as I'm fortunate in that. I don't have a significant other there's nobody else counting on me for crap except for my daughter so (laughs) I don't have a lot I have to disperse around so you know I mean it's funny because I can say that jokingly now because I know at points we've had conversations around that piece of my life and I've just hit the point where I'm like "Eh, it's easier not to anyway
0: And it will come when it's meant to come. You know, it's not something that is going to be away forever, right?
1: Yeah, no. And I I, honestly, that like, it's so far from anything I'm working on right now that it's not even like, I've just, yeah, it'll happen when it's supposed to
0: happen. Yeah, right. You're birthing a business right now, right? You're birthing your, your, well, your business is here. You're birthing the next level of your business, I should say your business is here. It's just the next phase of that. So that then you can create space for the partnership. Yeah. 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 I love that. (laughs) I was going to ask this other question and I almost forgot to ask you, when do you know that you're out of alignment? Mm, That's a good
1: one. I know. And this kind of goes back to human design. And as I've really tapped into that and recognizing That does help me. Just knowing my human design does help me stay in alignment. And that feeling of frustration is one of my greatest indicators. When I feel frustrated by everything in life, I know I got to check in. That's a big one, and I need to take it a step further because it's gonna. I think career and job is just so top of mind for me right now. But but recognizing that my current job had become out of alignment for me i mean this has been quite some time that i've known that so it's one thing to know it and feel that you are a little bit powerless to change it Mm -hmm. you know like to create an immediate change that's an interesting one because i i tried to practice seeing it and saying okay this is feels misaligned What can I do without changing the situation to help it feel more aligned? So that's an internal perception, behavior change, you know, like kind of shifting your ideas around things, which only worked temporarily. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to that level of frustration because I had to get honest that this is actually very out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And now I'm currently taking steps to change it without a clear path forward yeah yeah
0: (laughs) which is scary (laughs) yeah and and that path will get clear right Mm -hmm. and the first piece is awareness of your you know you've got to make the change and now it's getting more clear on what's the next step to I was going to say to freedom from the corporate job (laughs) yeah (laughs) well
1: and what's what's ironic is it might actually be stepping into another corporate job, but one that feels more aligned. And that's great. was not what I would have expected, but there's an opportunity in front of me that's unfolding as we speak. This is why I think I can trust that if it works out, it's the right decision, because I didn't think that was how it was going to go. And oftentimes when it's something unexpected is when I need to follow it.
0: And I love that you're sharing this because I want people to also understand that it isn't just, I have to like, quit my corporate job and then jump into my business full-time. You can quit your corporate job and find another corporate job that is more supportive of you and what you are doing that allows you to even flourish more in living your passions fully and being yourself even more in your corporate setting. So I think that is like such a beautiful share. And thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting that I just kind of had this little epiphany as we were speaking is, so I'm in the interview process, I have one more interview left, if all goes well, I'm waiting for that to be scheduled. So I've been through three interviews in this process so far. And in every single one of them, I have shared that I really, you know, like all of these things that I do on the site, like I, they just kind of came up inherently. And I didn't think anything about that until right now in that. I'm being very authentic and true to myself in the interview process. And therefore, once I am in this position, I will feel okay to talk about these things at work Mm -hmm. because they were part of who I was when I came in.
0: Yeah. Being fully who you are, being authentically who you are is very important in the process. Yeah.
1: And I actually think these skills that I've cultivated over the last few years on the surface would seem completely unrelated to the job that I'm working toward I think that they will help me immensely
0: <laughs> trust me they always do yeah. they always do and that's what I will say to anyone whatever your passion is even if you're in corporate you may think it doesn't align or it doesn't make sense I promise you it does I literally have had clients that I've mentioned this before like they bake and they love to bake. And when they are baking, they come up with great new ideas that support them in what they are you know, bringing to the table at work because they have you know, a new, again, creative idea or they have a new solution. So whatever it is, it does actually support you. So just know that it is possible. So I think this is exciting. I, I can't wait to get the update. I know it's going to go really well. I love this. Oh my goodness, we've been talking forever. I can't believe it. So, what I love to do before we go is if you could share with everyone, how can they find you?
1: Currently, my personal Instagram is on private because we had some issues. It happens.
0: It happens. That's okay.
1: So, I'm going to open that back up pretty soon. Yeah, um, open that so, back up. on Instagram, I'm Deb underscore Karen, but you can find my business account. It's Demysticism. So, D E M Y S T I C I S M. I haven't been posting a ton on there lately, again, because I'm okay. trying to navigate this transition as delicately as possible. But okay. um,
0: and we can put uh, you up can there. find
1: me there. So some service sort offerings that are available on my website, being you know, I, I imagine I'm in Phoenix, so I will see people one on one if anybody happens to be local to this area. I love to do in person Reiki sessions and also in person workshops and group workshops and group sound healing in Tempe, but I have. Other services that are offered, I can do online sessions. Those you just have to email me to set those up because the appointments aren't there for open booking and I can do the heart wall clearings and all sorts of stuff. But if you find me there, you can find a little bit of info about what I do and all of my local events that are coming up are listed on my website as well.
0: All right, perfect. So we'll be sure to have a link to your website and a link to your Instagram so that people can find out what's going on and how to get a hold of you and how to book your services. All right, that does it for this episode of the Life Activated Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Please do subscribe to the show rank and review the podcast five star reviews go a long way. Let me know that you've done so send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram with a screenshot and I will personally reach out to you to thank you. Send me a message letting me know what you think about the show. And definitely check out the show notes for additional resources to support you with this season.